and welcome to Roast Into Black and White Television's review show. I'm Guy Morgan, my co-host is David Newell. There is another show that started on Talking Pictures Television called The Gold Robbers. And I remember that. It's from 1969. I didn't see all of it. It ran for 13 episodes. And this is Talking Pictures TV's autumn schedule headliner, I would say. All right, thank you because it will run it all the way up to Christmas. It stars Peter Vaughan as a policeman and not as a sinister villain for once. Is he a sinister policeman, though? Peter Vaughan is always sinister. <laughs> Even when he was Citizen Smith's girlfriend's <laughs> father, he was sinister. Yes, and, you know, I was a bit scared of him in Our Friends in the North. In pretty much anything, Peter Vaughan is scary. He was the scariest of all... Long John Silver interpretations in an, a series which I think ran in the late 60s because he smiled a lot. And as we know, Peter Vaughan's <laughs> smile will turn most people to stone. Yeah, very unsettling. And there were complaints on junior points of view, if I remember rightly, about how he wasn't really Robert Newton chewing up the scenery. And they pointed out that in the book, apparently Long John Silver smiled a lot and spoke very softly. And it's exactly what well, people even did. more sinister. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought he was tremendously menacing. Uh, like I said, still a lovely story, you know, when he was married to Billy Whitelaw. And, you know, in the 60s, formulative work just about beginning. And they used to have Donald Pleasance as a lodger. That'd be a nightmare house to live in. Billy Whitelaw had it. She just put... Must put something heavy against the door with those two sinister people in the house. I can imagine Harold Pinter dropping stuff through the letterbox about <laughs> how <laughs> things ought to proceed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, dear. But The Gold Rubbers, I remember the last episode, and uh, it does what it says on the tin. It's about a robbery of gold from a regional airfield. And the gold's being sort of smuggled in, brought in surreptitiously because it's from a West African country that is in the midst of civil war. Now, anyone who knows what was going on in 1969 will remember the Biafran War. So that was plainly in people's minds. So these were the gold reserves of the official government being flown out. And then they get hijacked. And it's not a... League of Gentlemen style thing in that people get killed, um, including a policeman, in trying to stop this robbery. And it bears a very strong similarity to elements of the Great Train Robbery as well. Yes, and, I would imagine it would draw down on that. That, that did seem to be, um, you know, if you remember Peter Yates's breakthrough film in the 60s, I suppose, Robbery mm. was very much, you know, based, you know, based around that and the train robbery was uh, a big I suppose social and legal turning point and it did inspire um, other TV and film work as well yeah as a small child I think it was was it just after the the big freeze or whatever I can't, I can't remember the dates of it but even then it made headlines it was on uh, the news people talked about it so it, it made an impression and so did The Manhunt, and The Gold Robbers is about The Manhunt, and Peter Vaughan's character will be relentlessly tracking down, I think it's fair to say, the lower levels of the people who are involved. Right, OK. 
because my impression is that he is up against either establishment embarrassment or some downright chicanery who are going to try and obstruct his investigation. He's an honest cop trying to do his job. Indeed. And that was made very clear in a script that I thought was slightly too on the nose, to be honest. I was, and that's why I said in that text, I think Thunderbird's first episode probably had the edge in terms of script as opposed to The Gold Robbers. But the performances are very good and it's packed full of people who have got Avengers points. Arto Morris is in it for 12 episodes. He's got two Avengers points. Probably best known for the ventriloquist in How to Succeed at Murder in the Mrs. Peel Diner Rig days. Peter Vaughan himself only has one Avengers point, but he was suitably sinister as a psychiatrist, I think it was, in a Tara King era episode. Ian Hendry crops up, so that's a massive number of points. Oh, yeah, of course, that's going to rack him up. And Wanda Ventham, who is entering a purple patch with roles and will appear with Ian, <laughs> with Ian Hendry in The Lotus Eaters, not too far in the future. So the actual cast and the acting is all right. It, I'll be interested to see how it develops. What it started off with was the actual robbery. And I don't really know what their budgetary considerations were. I think they spent less on it than Thunderbirds. Oh, right. Because a lot of the film is quite grainy. It looks like it's shot on 16. I'm not sure it's sinks Is down. it one of those where it's, it's, whether this is a technical rumour or not, it's one of the last films or last TV series shot on tape, on, on black and white tape? Yes, it could have been. I'm surprised it wasn't in colour, to be honest, because it's 1969. There's obviously a lot of interior stuff, which means videotape. Yes, yeah. There are also some interiors shot on film where you've got a mysterious sniper whose face you don't see. So I'm looking forward to finding out who that mysterious sniper might be. We were talking about the Anderson style of very fast cutting. I would have re-edited that sequence and probably brought it down by about three minutes. See, you always expect robbery sequences to be as exciting as the one in the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. It's all your multi-screen or but, it's someone with a stopwatch. Yes, but, I mean, given the number of heist episodes that we've watched with The Saint, black mm -hmm. and white, you know, and yeah. obviously shot in 35, I was expecting it to be tighter, more exciting, and, hey, let's cut to the chase. And... As usual, it turns out that there's a posh boy who likes driving fast cars. Ugh. Echoes of the Italian job there. Um, <laughs> there's various other people. Uh, George Cole gets a speaking role, so you know that he's going to come back as some kind of Arthur Daly-ish figure. I also noticed in the cast we've got John Binden, who was a um, hard man actor, um, and in a lovely bit of cyclic kind of information, and was played by our acting chum, Charles Charlie Charles, in the BBC4 radio series, The Corrupted. Yes. John Bindon had his run-ins with the law. Um, yes. Yeah. There was some unpleasantness in which somebody died at what was known as, I think it was Ranala Sailing Club. I think I've got the, the right the name of the right sailing club. Mm. Now, when you've been involved in sailing and your parents are involved in sailing and Hampton Sailing Club 
It's about two miles down the river from Randall, if I remember. I think, I think we sailed oh, past right. it. Very different set of clientele. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. Chalk and cheese. But I think that Mr. Binden wasn't convicted of anything. But he, he just had that hard man reputation. He, he, you know, he's usually on the wrong side of the law. You know, he's in, he's in the Macintosh Man, for example, with Paul Newman. And it's one of the people who helped him escape from a British jail. Not that that kind of thing would go on nowadays, escaping from, from a British jail. It's um, next to impossible. Just just couldn't happen. Next to impossible. Um, although I think I might have told you, with this week's prison escape, because they were disguised as a chef, my colleague Lucy at work um, felt it was reminiscent of Paddington too, <laughs> and couldn't get that thought out of her mind. Does say the Yard will be speaking to the screenwriter. And so, yes. You didn't put this in the mind of people to escape prison disguised as a chef. But yeah, John Binder, I think he's also in, um, he's one of the bomb disposal crew in Juggernaut. So yeah, he, he was a, a, a tough guy person. And I think, I think there was also rumours abounding um, as regarding himself and Princess Margaret. Mainly started by himself, I would imagine. Yeah, several people might have started rumours like that. Some of them might have been true. However, just check that John Binden's dead so we're clear for libel on this. John Binden died in 1993. We're all good. Oh, okay, right. Yes, I would say a complicated man whose roles allowed him to draw on a lot of his own life experience. Mm. I think that's the, the best way we can describe that. But he's one of those names that uh, uh, that crops up in all sorts of um, circles. So the Gold Robbers, I'm looking forward to see how it develops and that it will end how I remember, because I remember it finishing with Peter Vaughan's character, the detective, having a drink with a woman who suggests that he writes the story of the gold robbers. Oh, right. We'll see how authentic that memory is. I will put my hands up and say, I do not recall it at all. All right. Maybe I might have, a bit too, might have been a bit too young and violent. Sorry, the series would have been a bit too violent. I wouldn't have been too violent to watch it. No. Well, maybe I was. There were some kind of nasty incidents. There was use of ammonia to... Um, disable the security guards um, and as we know that's unpleasant stuff and possibly has longer term consequences than might be implied in that there is a warning at the beginning of the first episode which says that it's very much of its time and carries references and attitude yes indeed and in fact Totally gratuitously, in my you know, if if you left them out, it wouldn't actually have mattered. And there is an appearance by Corbett Woodall. Do you remember him? Oh, wait a minute. Was he a newsreader? Well, he played a lot of newsreaders, and I think oh, right, he, okay. I think he may actually have been a newsreader. <laughs> he was so good at acting the role of a newsreader, he got the job of a newsreader. Uh, effectively, I think so. There have been other people who did that kind of thing, including Kenneth Candle and Richard Baker, I think. So there didn't really seem to be too much objection about uh, real newsreaders supposedly adding authenticity to a dramatic production. But, um, yeah, so that was quite interesting. Uh, He appeared a lot in The Goodies, I think, um, 
he's either a newsreader or an interviewer in his IMDb credits. And I can't remember for whom he actually read the news, but he, he did an awful lot of it. Um, and actually died in his early 50s, as far as I can make out. So, uh, But he was somebody who sort of thought, oh, yeah, he does look kind of familiar. Yeah. But he wasn't Robert Dougal. <laughs> no one was. Yeah, so that's The Gold Lovers. We're looking uh, forward to that. Are you aware of any other series that uh, are worth a mention on other channels, apart from Talking Pictures TV? Um, Legends seem to be, you know, a good a good supplier of period series and Horror Channel Plus or Horror Channel X again will will sometimes you know have those ones on so it is always good to know um, that's out there I mean the Twilight Zone for example is still still unspooling even I know it's a little bit outside of our, our wheelhouse but with the uh, recent big screen venture of, of Oppenheimer um, BBC's uh, own 1970s version is of Oppenheimer with Sam Waterston has been has been shown on BBC Four and is I think still available through it player. Right, uh, we'll seek that out. I think Ed Bishop might make a, an appearance in that. Apparently, the the Americans over here or the Canadians over here, um, Ed Bishop, Shane Rimmer, David Healy, they're all there. Excellent, and hopefully they got a boost to their reputation stateside. Yes. Yeah, I would imagine all the gang, you know, people like Bruce Boer, Robert Sherman, all of that lot will be in place. That means that you probably don't have to pay for accommodation. <laughs> yeah, probably all stopped at the same hotel. What a bar tab that must have been. Ah, oh, fearsome. Right, I think we've... I've got an idea. Please, sir, please, sir. Question from the floor. Question from the floor. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got an idea possibly for our next themed. I know we've been looking at specific TV series and larger worlds. Um, today, um, but what about looking at, because it's it's a tricky one to pull off because at the moment, Talking Pictures TV on a Saturday night are showing four just men, mm-hmm. four just men with big names, but those series which set themselves up as having rotating leads, yes, which I think is always a challenge. Search in the 1970s used to have rotating leads, you know, the idea of drawing down not having all the big stars appear together although there was an episode of four just men the other week where two of them appeared Mm. and as a as a viewer you sort of never knew who was going to be there next week yes i think that is it four star did they do a few of those yes they did um there used to be one with with david niven Mm. i think and i suppose what the interesting aspect is you've got a a huge star a huge film star who is doing some TV, but they're not doing it all the time. And usually they've got a stake in the company. Yes, yeah. Like Dick Powell, that's their name on the market. Yeah, you would have the rogues, where your rotating leads there were Robert Coop, Gig Young, David Niven and Charles Boyer, all lauded over by Gladys Cooper. Um, And the idea of, I'm not quite sure who it's going to be, this week because quite often you know they might just appear in the opening credits i'll save it for when we actually discuss it but there there is a moment when technically they all appear in the same episode more stars are in the heavens as you used to say and of course the other famous uh, incident of rotating leads is berlin desk yes one of the lost tv series unfortunately but it captured the hearts of a nation 
It did, and may do again. Right. Thank you, Dave. This has been Rose Tinted Black and White Television, uh, the review show where for once we haven't been talking about the saint that much and only really mentioned the Avengers a couple of times. So this has been Rose Tinted Black and White Television, the review show. I've been Guy Morgan. My co-host, as ever, has been David Newell. Thank you very much. We will be returning to discuss rotating film stars at a later date. People just spinning round. That's what it sounds like. Like a circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel. (laughs) Never ending or beginning, an ever spinning reel. I thank you.